0: It is good to be with you, Encounter Church, because we made it. We made it. We made it through 2020, and I have to tell you, the last few days of 2020 were no joke. My kids were quarantined from school. I almost set my new house on fire trying to cook generic mac and cheese, and I've got to tell you, like I'm really grateful that it is 2021, and we're three days in and I think that you can agree with me that we're fixed. We're good, it's perfect, we're done. No more problems, no more troubles. Oh man, and you know, the collective expectation that we have put on 2021, there is no way that the calendar can live up to that level of hope. See, we all want a new start. We all want to change, to improve and to grow, to have a little bit less of this, a little bit more of that. It's like we're trying to level up a, a video game character. But it's not just that. It's not just being like a better person. In Encounter, we believe that God has called us and invited us to live a certain kind of life, And if you're new to church, maybe you, you're not sure you believe the Bible, you're not sure what you believe about Jesus, even if that's true, we, we all want to change, we all want lasting growth, and I believe that the Bible gives us specific instructions on ways that we can do that. And as we're looking at a new start at 2021, we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And look at some principles for ways that we can start this year really, really well. In the book of Hebrews, the author writes to a predominantly Jewish audience in Jerusalem about 30 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. And these Jewish believers are facing all sorts of opposition because of their faith, and they're discouraged because of the opposition that they're facing. And this is what the author says about growth and faith and perseverance when things get difficult. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the throne of God. Consider him who endured opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Man, I love the race picture here uh, every four years since 1989 a fascinating, fascinating and challenging race called the Vendi Globe a solo non-stop sailboat race around the world 40,000 miles unassisted and unrelenting it, it's been described as an extreme quest of individual endurance and the ultimate test in ocean racing this year 33 racers left the coast of France in early November with hopes of finishing the race. That's right, just hopes of finishing it. You know when the goal of a race is just to finish, that it is no joke. Six competitors have already abandoned the race, with one boat sunk. The captain had to jump into a life raft and was waiting alone in the ocean in a life raft for 12 hours while other racers were trying to find him so that they could save his life the sailors are now more than halfway through with the most challenging aspects of the competition still ahead. The wear and tear on the boat, the environmental risk, the exhaustion, isolation and, and even the discouragement of everything that they're facing. And there's something about races and contests like this that fascinate us, whether it's a marathon, an Ironman, the Olympics, the Indy 500, the Tour de France, even like Nathan's 4th of July like hot dog eating contest which is disgusting. Like millions of people tune into contests like this because we admire tests of strength and will. We want to be inspired. We want to know what we're made of. We want to know how far we can be pushed. And the Bible tells us that life and, and even life of faith is a lot like one of these races. It's like so hard sometimes that even the goal of just finishing well, like we just want to make it through it. And if 2020 taught us anything, it's just like, man, I'm just trying to hold on. But do we have what it takes to run the race of faith well in 2021? And how can you and I run that race well? There's three things I don't want to look at from this passage in Hebrews 12. That says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The first one is we want to throw off everything that hinders. Throw off everything that hinders. What would your life look like if you could ruthlessly eliminate the obstacles in your life that you have control over? Like, there are so many external hurdles and hardships and things that are happening around us to keep us from our goals that we, we don't need to keep around the things that we can control. In sailboat racing, the name of the game is light and strong. Millions of dollars are spent on carbon fiber masts and hulls and they make foils that actually keep the boat out of the water. Um, You know, the sails are made of, like, magic unicorn hair. I don't really know if that's true. Uh, But, of course, nothing goes inside the boat unless it's absolutely crucial, unless it's absolutely necessary. There's a commitment that everything that will slow the boat down and hold the sailor back from the finish line is removed. And that is an incredibly inspiring Commitment. Last week Dirk talked a little bit about screen time and I've got to tell you that every week at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday when I'm usually at church and immediately after I'm gathered with many of the volunteers that are in this room, we, we gather to pray for the experience, we gather to pray for you and we go back to like our stations and my phone vibrates and it's my screen time notification. And, and, and I've, I've got to tell you, it hasn't been great. Dirk talked about you know, COVID and his screen time being up. And, and the, same, the same is true for me. Like in March, I was working long hours trying to navigate how to lead an organization and respond to COVID. And, and it felt like news was changing like every 20 minutes, like lockdown information and virus and all this stuff. And so I was on my phone a ton. And I remember that first week when my screen time came out. And I was, I was really surprised. And, but at the same time, I was like, Siri, like, read the room. Like, I've got stuff to do. Not now. Like, two weeks later, it was worse. And it was less, you know, the news. And it was more just like Instagram. I was like, Siri, don't take this from me. Like, I need this. And I, it's the same today. Sunday. 9am my phone will go off and i'm realizing that it's not just connecting with people and friends in my life it's not just doing work it's mostly lame stuff that's hindering me from running a better race we often learn to love the things that hold us back we often learn to love the things that hold us back our unhealthy habits or our connections with others can create a codependent comfort a physiological reliance on choices that make it difficult for us to change you know we all grow in community man and covid has made connecting with others incredibly challenging yet the patterns that i am reinforcing over these months of separation can make it even more difficult to connect meaningfully with others Attachment to my devices, escaping pain with food and drink, unhealthy sleep patterns, like the list goes on and on of the things that hinder me from running a better race. But the writer of Hebrews says, are you willing to throw that off, to put it off, to lay it aside, to throw it overboard? What is your commitment to getting rid of the things that hinder you from running a better race? the second eliminate sin that entangles i love i love the word entangles it's such a like a vivid word you can just feel like something grabbing a hold in the jewish believers reading this letter would probably have associated the word picture to describe a, a sheep with its wool getting caught on thorns and i think we've all probably felt entangled by sin or brokenness or darkness and it's not just that it's unhealthy, it's not just something that hinders but it's something that can destroy. Sin is an action that separates you from God, it separates you from others and it even separates you from yourself. It's not a very popular thing to talk about is it? I mean, why do you think that we don't like to talk about it? It's the root cause of our pain and it's not something that can just be painted over. You know, we like cheap, quick, and easy renovations, but not the necessary like long term expensive overhauls. We want to cover stuff over with shiplap. We wanna rebuild we never wanna rebuild the house from the foundation. We want a thirty minute makeover like For the grossest parts of our heart, like Joanna Gaines can't come on and like, oh, let's open up the kitchen and put a shiny farmhouse sink in. When like the foundations are rotting from selfishness and pride. You can paint over greed and lust, but it will grow back like mold with a vengeance. Sin needs to be removed. It needs to be extracted, to be cut out, to be gutted. Out of our lives. Romans 6, Paul tells his audience, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign over your mortal bodies so that you will obey its evil desires. Do not let sin reign. He's saying don't let sin accidentally become the king of your heart where you are under its command. It can destroy you. Historical theologian John Owen says be killing sin or it will be killing you. And if the heroes of the Christian history see the elimination of sin as a crucial part of the race of faith, then we probably should too think of removing sin with the same commitment of the hiker who was trapped by a falling boulder with his arm crushed and his only desire was to get free. When removing sin, we eradicate it with desperation. We're not worried about precision or being neat. We're not worried about confusing our friends or embarrassing ourselves. To save ourselves, we must cut this out of our life or it will take us down with it. But we don't focus on sin. We don't make tweaks or adjustments when it comes to sin. We just cut it out or in risk, risk that entanglement. So we throw off everything that hinders. We eliminate sin that entangles. And the third thing is we fix our eyes. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the starter, and the perfecter, the finisher of faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God fixing our eyes literally means to look away from everything else to focus alone on Jesus and who he was and what he has done for us I really enjoy mountain biking it's one thing I've learned over the last few years is uh, that you follow your focus You follow your focus. You know, I have hit rocks and I have hit trees and I have ridden off of cliffs, not because that's where I wanted to go, but because that's where my eyes were looking. Just the other day, last week, I was riding and I hit a jump and I was trying to avoid a tree, so I looked at another tree and I hit the tree because that's what I was looking for. All of us go towards what we're looking at. And when I focus on obstacles, not the trail, where do you think my bike goes? And life is exactly the same. But but here's, I think, a warning for us. Fix your eyes on Jesus, but don't fix your eyes on your problems. Fix your eyes on Jesus, but not the obstacles. Eliminate the sin, but elevate your focus. The scripture says, throw off everything that hinders, eliminate the sin that entangles, and focus, fix your eyes, focus on Jesus. But I think most of the time we end up flipping that instruction and we focus on our sin. We focus on how difficult things are. We focus on the struggle. But the author is inviting us and I think encouraging us to make sure that we're focusing on Jesus. Rather than f- focusing on sin or struggle, focus on Jesus that is the beauty of Jesus to draw us forward the power of Jesus to overcome sin the mercy of Jesus to forgive us see I can I can focus on my screen time report I can focus on that I can figure out ways to, to tweak and to, to reduce um, I can choose you know to put my phone down that's one thing but when I fix my eyes on Jesus when I focus on his goodness, when I focus on the fact that he has promised when I draw near to him that he will draw near to me and that he will satisfy my soul with his love and he will increase my affection for him, the screen time issue will eventually take care of itself when I focus on Jesus. I can fix my eyes on the difficulty and frustrations of COVID or I can fix my eyes on Jesus who will sustain me who will provide for me he he will give me wisdom and you in 2021 maybe you could focus on health problems giving it more and more of your attention and emotional space to the point of anxiety or or even fixation or you can fix your eyes on jesus and and trust his promises that he will be near to you that his promise is his presence. Last year, Tim Keller, a pastor and a respected theologian, made an announcement that he was starting treatment for cancer. And he asked the Christian community for prayers. And as he closed his announcement, uh, he referenced Hebrews chapter 12, and he said this. He says, I am running the race set before me With joy. Because Jesus ran ran an infinitely harder race with joy for me. I'm running the race set before me with joy because Jesus ran an infinitely harder race for me with joy. Committing to fix his eyes on Jesus, not his disease. And don't get me wrong, like, do the work. Go through treatment, throw off what slows you down, eliminate sin, cut it out of your life, ride your bike, run your race, but focus on Christ. As 2021 starts, as we get a fresh start, you will have obstacles. 2021 will still provide uh, circumstances that hinder you. You will still have chances that sin needs to be eradicated from your life, but focus not on the obstacles. Focus not on the struggles. Focus not on the problems. Focus on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He scorned its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you won't grow weary. You won't lose heart. Let's pray together. Jesus, we elevate our focus. We look to you this year on day three of 2021. We commit to fix our eyes. God, would you make our vision clear? Would you make our affection great towards you? Would you help to eliminate distractions in our life that cause us to look to the left or to the right or to focus on the rocks or the trees or the cliff. God, would we focus our eyes on the one who has promised us that we do not have to grow weary, that we do not have to lose heart. And as we have a fresh start, God, would you bless us and keep us, cause your face to shine upon us, would you be gracious to us and give us peace? And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Go in.